0: Hello and welcome to Conversations with Mother Earth, brought to you by Grounded Press. My name is Dana Petrovich, and each week my guests and I explore one aspect of Mother Earth and the gifts that she gives us. We also discuss why these gifts are so precious and why we should value them. We got you curious? Mm. Good. We love curiosity. What do terms like shiroko, eolian, gale, zephyr, squall or habub have in common? They are all our names of winds in different regions, the re- different regional strengths and sources. And of course, there are many, many more, as every region named winds their own way. In my country, the powerful northeast wind, Bura, is the one that sailors fear the most. And in my book, Vana's Adventure with Mother Earth, Vana and Mother Earth talk to Hamsin, the wind that is known in sub-Saharan Africa. Why are winds important? You will see in this episode that winds regulate weather patterns, offer a fresh breeze on a summer day, or even pollinate. They are powerful change makers that we sometimes fear and resist, but that we cannot live without. My guest today is Renee, Renee Baribot, mm. who calls herself a wind whistler mm. and who researched winds for her insightful book, Winds of Spirit Ancient, Ancient Wisdom tools for navigating relationships, health, and the divine. That is why I invited Renée to be my speaker about Wind. Renée is also a practical shaman and a go-to soul coach. She's from the United States and calls the West Coast her home. Renée, welcome to Conversations with Mother Earth.
1: Well, I am so welcome to happy to be here and and you're such a delight. It's like I already feel like a new friend. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Tell us, um, uh, my listeners and me, what prompted you to write this beautiful book, Winds of Spirit?
1: It was the wind that prompted me. I truly thought I was writing a book Well, I thought I was writing one of those weekend handbooks, you know, the kind they say you can write a book in a weekend for my coaching clients about how to navigate your life, how to, you know, how to. I thought the wind was a metaphor. And I thought, well, this would be really good. I could use sailing terms. And what I didn't know was the wind was having their way with me. And, (laughs) you know, you talk about you know, the haboob that like one grain of sand was bouncing off the next grain of sand until there was like this torrential force of wind driving me for six, six years, five or six years, however long it took to write that book and six to seven years ever since to keep getting the information from the wind and and taking it deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and it all came about because i wrote this book called the shaman chef how cooking saved my life and it was a it was a badly poorly written memoir about uh how <laughs> the act of cooking brought me present but it really was practice i believe for writing a really solid good book which this book is 14 edits later and uh, and it, it, and i realized through the process that what the shaman told me in chile I don't know. Twenty years ago, she said, "You have a big name to grow into." Like a, she called me Trey Enko, and she she said that it loosely meant the sound between passing things, but that I would learn over time what that meant. and And now I understand it to mean that I was going to bring back the wind wisdom to the planet that had been missing for uh, twelve to fourteen thousand years. It's hard to really know, but we were we were navigating without the wind.
0: Yeah, we when I mean the wind was there, but as you said, we we lost our navigation skills, and any sailor knows when we, when we don't adjust the sails. We'll talk about that a bit later. Then that doesn't work so well. We don't get forward really.
1: That's true, and also what most people don't realize is that Ruach, Nirvana, uh, Holy Spirit. They're, they were all borrowed from the wind. Their wind terms—they, they all mean wind. Om is the sound of wind. It's the the breath of the the wind of creation, and and so we really we 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 lip serviced it, but we never really became in relationship with it. And in, in, in order to have it really be a guiding principle in our life, now that most people left the religion behind for their spirituality.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a very good point because with every breath, we are connected with the world outside.
1: Mm-hmm. We, are,
0: we, are, we are the world. There is no separation with anybody or anything out of that. We covered that in, in the session about breath. How does it, when we look at kind of the practical wind around us, the, the better patterns and all that, what is the role of the wind in the larger picture? How does the wind influence our lives and support, of course, the tireless work of Mother Earth.
1: Well, the truth is, is if there's no wind, we die. The, it's, a, it's just a simple fact that at the time of the, whether it was the Big Bang or whatever creation story you choose to, you know, to give life to, um, wind was there. That was what was happening when I was doing the research for the book. I kept thinking, like, I thought first it was a metaphor, but then I was like, well, that's interesting. Well, that's interesting because I'd follow the metaphors back and I was like, these aren't metaphors. These are actual, you know, wind. We breathe in the first breath of wind when we come out of the womb. It's a wind breath. And when we die, we exhale out that breath, which is another wind breath. And the earth does the same thing. The, that, that bang of creation, required a wind to make it move. And, and we, and when you think of a force that's as powerful enough to create all of this earth and all of this atmosphere. And if you think about it, the same wind that was on the, the planet four and a half billion years ago when, when the, this, this earth was created, it's a closed system so the wind is here to refresh itself and to renew itself and has a complete ability to um, to rebirth itself over and over and over again yes and i used to go ah when people say we're all connected because i thought like well that's just lip service but then once i met the wind i understood that we are connected because when i breathe out today when i breathe out this love and say god you're awesome it's coming all the way around to, to where you are, you know, 12 hours in a different time zone. You're going to get my loving wind breath in a couple of short days. And there's, we've just seen how this works with the COVID experience. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, Don Manuel up in Peru said that he goes, you know, there's going to be, uh, something he's called it in his, in his quechua that it would come on the wind and at the time I'm there like well, what's going to come on the wind cuz these things always make more sense in hindsight and I'm there oh he was for he was seeing this virus that was going to really shut down the world on a global level coming as a product of the wind
0: as a storm as a, as storm. a storm
1: absolutely and and so when these things happen, I'm there like, we're not separate. There is no me. There is no you. There is no, we're all breathing the same wind. And, and that's just a, is the basic human uh, tenant that we need to understand is that the wind I breathe in is the wind you're going to breathe. When I breathe it out is the wind you're going to breathe in tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Everything. Everything is connected, and the wind is, the wind is the one who moves that from one place to the mm-hmm. other. We'll talk about more why that is important in a moment. But before that, just for my listeners, explain to them maybe briefly what do, exactly does a wind whistler and a practical shaman do?
1: Well, the practical shaman is is my business head. Okay. Because truthfully, when I coined the word the practical shaman and bought the website, I was just an early adopter of the Internet. I probably didn't even, even fully understand there that all shamanism was practical. I had the name before I really understood you know, what my role as a, a shaman or a shamanic practitioner or however you feel comfortable to hear that is, but all shamans were practical. They were concerned about the village, the health of the village, that the village was going to eat, that the, the livestock were fed, and that if somebody was hurt, that they could perform a healing. And the way that they do that is that they travel to uh, a non-ordinary reality. But I, the way I view that, I view that all these realities are going on at any given time, and you could tap into an alternate one where that, the, that holds the potential of a healed self whether that's the healed self for the personal, the village, you know, the world. And the, the, so it's the role of the, the shama, shaman in the community to, to keep the community in balance. And, and so everything about it is practical.
0: Yes. And to be now, also an early warning, isn't it? The shamans are also trying to be an early warning to protect, to get signals yeah. earlier than the rest of the village in case there is harm coming their way.
1: Yeah. So they're also prophet. They can also they can also and this. This is as you get clearer and you become less self-centered and more world service oriented, you start to get messages like the year before covid hit. I, I called up my producer in Hollywood and said, I've got the best movie for you. I said, I think it takes place 40 years in the future. I said, there's a time people can't go out of their houses and they're you know locked inside their houses and i mean i had this whole download the thing was was uh, that's not where i put my attention because i'm very practical (laughs) and so basically what i think was that i got the early i got the early warning that we were going into a lockdown i just put it way further out into the future and and I also saw the healing part of it. But then she told me that, you know, Hollywood wasn't going to be interested in my movie for at least in a good six or seven years until we are on the other side of this whole thing. So the, the you know, it was an animated thing and it was, it's really kind of brilliant about how, how the wind helps heal this uh, planetary issue we're having right now with the viruses and, you know, yeah. our smaller world connection. Yeah,
0: yeah, know definitely. I have, a, I have a short story. I wrote it in German something like 10 years ago about a young, uh, imagine her, um, uh, what it would be uh, uh, looking at the future, a daughter of mine at a certain age and how the world would look like. And it's also a, a locked world where it cannot go out because everything else, everything around is polluted and, uh, yeah, not really safe, a safe environment to live to leave the home. So yeah, back then, I, <laughs> I right? think that will happen. But
1: you see, it did happen. It did happen. And, and, you know, it's how we respond to that, whether or not, and I think it's really important to get to know your neighbors. Uh, I think that we were traveling to everybody else's sacred sites, like we had some right and responsibility to go visit them all. And even like, you know, because I want to go to Halle's cave and, you know, I really want to go to Germany and I and I want to go to Global global techie in Turkey. And I want to go to these places. And yet I, I see that the damage that we've done by just using up the resources in a way that wasn't too responsible. And so I'm really I've been stuck. How do you how do you do a pilgrimage? And now the pilgrimage is down the road to the beach, and you know, in my own yard. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky situation we're in.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, but makes us also forces us to be a little bit grounded, to be uh, to be more kind of appreciate where we are and uh, and see the world close to home, as you said. See the neighbors, meet the neighbors, mm-hmm. to understand how we can, we rely on each other, discover the community sense of community. See who who friends are and how we reach to each other and support each other and um, connect it with each other. I think if if we if we adjust the sales again, we can learn a powerful lesson. It is very painful, for, of course, for those who lost a loved one, without any doubt. But um, we also don't want to waste um, these lives. We have to take the lesson out of it for the future. I think then all the all
1: the effort was not in vain mm-hmm. yeah especially for our children who are having a much different experience than we had yes. um with socialization and learning and education and for the for the the parents who have become not only working but educators and you know they we we really realize this that it takes a village yeah and we've made our villages so small that you take the teacher out of the village, and, and as you know, as a teacher, you understand that. And all of a sudden, the responsibility comes back to people who who are unprepared to hold that space. Yes,
0: exactly, exactly. So I think it revealed us a very several powerful lessons for us humans, and I think if we take the lesson, we will be fine going forward. Um, I agree. Yeah, in the second uh, conversation uh, with Mother Earth, conversations with Mother Earth episode, uh, Yejida and I talk about. Storytelling, and that the storytelling is as old as the humanity itself. Renee, in your book, you say wind existed first. What do you mean by that?
1: Because if in most of the creation stories, there's there's like they're all waiting for some kind of movement, oh, and. Oh. And so there is no there is no creation until the wind comes in and makes it move. Like so in the Japanese creation story, the wind comes in and moves the fog so that they, you know, that they can look down and, and, you know, see what's in the swirling pot, so whether it's the chaos or the, you know, emerging, but in the emerging themes, like some of the native traditions in the United States, the wind comes and like wind can do better, it dries up the, the 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 floods, so that when the wind comes, dries up the floods, people can emerge back again from the earth. So if you look at every single crea- creation story, the wind is there, and without it, the you know the there is no movement. Yeah, and we cannot live without the movement.
0: Yeah, you talk about that quite a bit. We we don't move; it stagnate, and we know what happens to a lake or to to any piece of any 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 pool or anything that stagnates.
1: Turns green, the scum there's the fish die. There's no oxygen, and so it's an integral part of of what's going on. And and you're seeing that in the stronger storms and things like that. That you know, there's a movement of like a force. You know trying to get our attentions if nothing else that we're out of balance yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's true and it's um it's fascinating in uh, in croatia when Buddha hits, sometimes Buddha can go on for five days and it's it's a really fearful uh, wind what's fascinating is the silence that occurs we we've We literally feel the silence after the wind died out, and the light is so incredible. Mm -hmm. There's it's a completely different light. The sunset after five days of Buddha is an indescribable experience,
1: it's Mm. completely
0: different than all the other days.
1: I understand that from uh, many years ago. I did an artist retreat up in northern Vermont when the traveling monks were coming through making their you know their temporary mandalas and then they you know did their whistling and their their throating and all of that Uh, and that night i went outside and the energy that had shifted and so this sounds like what you're talking about it was like there was a clarity and a, a clearness to the evening that i hadn't experienced and it was palatable yeah exactly there's no denying it and we do practices in the wind clan where we do wind clearings with ourselves where we go out and take a wind wash and wind walks and things like that that actually can can mimic that on a a more daily level so that you don't need the the borers to come through your life and uproot everything or sometimes you do but (laughs) Sometimes you do,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, there's also the doldrums where there are no wind blows and yeah. those yeah. times are pretty revealing as well. Yeah. You know, finding out what's essential, what you, what you can live without. So I think there that, that, that if as with in without, and again, that's one of those other catch 20 in those phrases that we say, like we know what it means, but if you really think about it. Is that you? The wind is a holographic representation and experience of yourself.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit linked with my next question um, because you say in your book, great ideas are born of the wind, and have always been available to those whose inner eyes and ears are open. So how mm-hmm. how can we? allow
1: the wind to inside us um one thing that one of the easiest ways is to realize that if wind was it takes a like a little logic so if wind was there at the beginning and wind is what stirs the imagination and the creativity of a planet of a a, universal system being born, imagine what you could do to it if you started to give it a little bit of attention in your life. So when you breathe in, imagine breathing in that wisdom of the ages and let that wisdom filter through your entire being. And then as you breathe out, imagine that you can release release that back to the universe and it's going to clear itself because like you were saying about that bora wind is that after it blows for 5 days everything is clear so to just start to put your faith and trust in the wind that it's going to do for you what you you can't will and muster up in your own life and and it works mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's yeah. the way that you you be really becoming truly in relationship with the earth is when you understand that You are the win, too. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. That's interesting. And, um, yes, uh, this uh, all um, sounds very logical and all makes a lot of sense. However, we do resist that. We do resist to adjust the sales to to this wisdom. What are the common reasons people do when you talk to your clients? What are the common reasons we resist wins and change and...
1: Yeah. A, lot, a lot of times with my clients, I find that they're not ready. And we have this idea that we should always be ready to do the next. Na- and really, when you start living a more cyclical, natural life, you you start to think like, for example, um, somebody close to me, she's a mother and her children are going off to college this year. That's the end of a, a cycle, a big cycle. Yes. Yeah. And instead of being present to, well, that's taking a big chunk out of my heart and my whole family is being disrupted, which happens at the end of any cycle, like the bigger cycle we're in, you know, as the, the Holocene comes to an end where this is just the natural part of nature. But we're, we're taught what's the next thing. What can I buy to fix this mm-hmm. instead of like, Oh my God, everything about my life is dissolving now and it's going to go into decay. Before it's going to, you know, take up and, and, and then it takes a few years. Like a friend of mine who was in that cycle, like, oh, well, you're really not ready to start something new. Your children are going off to college three years later. She's finally found something that's feeding her soul a little bit because then you have to rest for a season and then you have to come out and say, okay, well, what's now?
0: We have to welcome the venture into our, our lives.
1: We absolutely have to befriend the winter and so many of the stories, so many of the mythologies talk about welcoming and, and making, and especially the south wind and the north wind, the young wind of the south and the the ancient wind of the north. They're always in contention for our spirit and our emotions. Are we in harmony and how do we melt that cold ice? That's our, you know, that's our mind. With our our genuine hearts, it's a, it's a, that say what they say. The longest distance is between your head and your heart. Well, it's really between the south wind and the north wind.
0: No, oh, that's interesting that you say because I always say the, I travel the world, but the the, mo- the hardest journey was to get scientists to get out of my head into my heart.
1: <laughs> well, if you think about it this way, now from now on you'll think about it. Wow, here's my north wind and here's my south wind. They're they're not in alignment with each other again. So, you know, what do you have to do to melt that cold north wind that 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 ego mind, which is so important. We like, oh, I don't want to have an ego. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> we all do. Yes, you do. You do. Because otherwise you wouldn't be here. You'd be yes. you'd be fluttering off into the wind somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes, it's interesting. Um, but the inner winds can be very violent You talk about that to an anxiety. All sorts of inner winds are also there. How do we deal with these storms?
1: And, and this might be my age, but with patients. You know, you really, I think self-acceptance is really the answer to almost everything. Is that like, one time I was standing in front of the group of addicts in the treatment center and I was doing a, a lecture and I was telling them that there's one thing like to say okay i accept myself because it's only when i accept this self could i say all right well i accept this self but you know the year my book came out i was really exhausted that year because i really pushed and pushed and pushed for i'm a pusher anyway but but the but that year i was exactly exceptionally tired and I I had to accept where I had gotten myself to and be with that and rest in that, like you would rest the loaf of bread, you know, baking to then to see like, okay, what changes can I make from this place of self-acceptance, not from the place, anything you beat is going to, is going to resist you. But when we, the good thing about resistance in the wind is if you think about it, a kite flies higher with resistance, an airplane takes off with the resistance. So the resistance is actually one of the most positive forces in your life. If you understand that it's there to teach you where you might need to, you know, lower the wing flaps a little bit so you can take off a little higher or so that you can learn to adjust the sail, because maybe you're trying to go directly across the lake when if you tack, yeah, you're going to get there a whole lot faster and you're going to have a lot more energy when you get there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, and enjoy the journey along. the.
1: If you're lucky, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that is so true. Um, here, this might be a silly question, but when we look at the wind, do you have a... What, like, for the lack of better word, a favorite wind, uh, if I can call that way, or if it is one, which one is it?
1: Well, there's. It's kind of funny because so in the book there's the four there's the four cardinal winds, and then there in the back there's 32 cult- cross cultural winds. And now you just told me of another wind today, which is actually the north wind, I believe, the borough. It's northeast. Northeast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there 's all those different subtle winds, but in here there 's twenty nine wind gods and goddesses some are oh Mari, you know she might be the precursor to the divine mother because she transformed and and you know the wind was here before Christianity, so you know Mari the basque wind you know uh, they they say could have been how that 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 was that idea was born. And so she's like a gift. She's like a loving, gentle, nurturing kind of, um, experience. But this month I got Enlil and Enlil, if for the history buffs, uh, you know, Mesopotamia and when, when the humans got. Annoying. Well, first they say that the gods created the humans just for amusement. But then when they <laughs> got annoying and made too much noise and were having too much fun, you know, Enlil brought in the floods and, you know, got rid of everyone. So this month we call in a wind every month in our, in the, we have a 10 month apprenticeship program and then we we made wind prayer flags and have one a month. And I had like Enlil, which I've never pulled out of the wind sack ever. And it's been a lot of karmic lessons for me about you know i 'm used to saying whatever comes out of my mouth, and it 's gotten me in a lot of trouble recently where i've learned the bigger the audience, the more that I have to really reform my words and so they're all they're all like they're all experi- they're all energetic experiences for you to get to know. It's a wonderful book. I mean, I read it now, and I'm there, like, who wrote that? Like, where'd that come from?
0: That's <laughs> funny you say that because I feel about my books too. Sometimes I let them sit for a while, and I read again, and say, "Have I read that?"
1: <laughs> I know who was so clever. I don't know. It was like, <laughs> you know, and, you, and and I think books have that. That my book editor will tell you that books have a life of their own. They and do. we're really here to shepherd them into into being. Yeah. Any good book. I mean, there's lots of books out there that are probably full with, with words. But I, I believe that that's an experience, too. Um, but I agree with you on that. Who wrote that book?
0: It's fascinating that you mentioned the, the Holy Mother, that you mentioned the, uh, being connected with the Holy Mother, because we got the approval for the theme song of this uh, podcast, from um, the team song is, uh, is Ida Vere Vere, which is a celebration of uh, Ochun, Ochun the, mm-hmm. the original mother. And Deva Premna uh, does the, the singing, and she has an angel voice. So uh, you uh, at the beginning of each episode, the song, and at the end, we, we play out each episode um, with this song. So I feel very proud that we got she Yeah, no, the, she's got, song. she does.
1: The first time I ever heard her sing in person was, um, we were up in a like a, a gymnasium up in New York City, up in like, you know, Harlem, and it was like maybe an audience of forty or maybe I don't know, under a hundred people, and I'm thinking this from from God's lips to her mouth, or you yeah. know, I mean, it she had that there was just something so pure about her yeah. voice.
0: Exactly, exactly. There is no there is no filter in between, as you said, That that is a direct download.
1: That's how it was. Yeah. And I've I've seen it other times where it hasn't been quite such a direct download. But but in that moment, it was it was unfiltered, unbeautiful. And I'd never experienced that God self of the voice before like that. I've, I've experienced that with cooking when I was a chef, that it brought me present. But I never, because I can't sing like that, you know. Minier, so, minier, minier, minier,
0: minier. If, if, it's if you just want to clear the room, yeah. I only
1: sing if you want to clear the room of people. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> we have some wind songs that people have created, and like I'm there, like okay, you sing that first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Renee, I could
0: I could go on 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 forever uh, with you, but I think my audience, my listeners. Also now keen to know where they can meet you and uh, learn more about you. So tell us where can can we look up you. You have a Facebook, Instagram profiles, LinkedIn. Where can we find you?
1: All of those places. I think you found me on LinkedIn, which is yes. I'm the only one. I, I work. I'm an executive in the um, behavioral health field, and I never bothered to change my description about myself says, yeah, where do you work? But at behavior health field, but I'm a shaman. And, um, but so I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also, I have a, a wind clan on uh, Facebook. I do the shamans cave every week with Sandra Ingerman, which is like truly a, a blessed honor to, to sit She's there amazing. with somebody who's been out in the world teaching for 40 years. Whereas I was learning whatever. Um, so we do that every week at the shamans tv.com so you can find me at the practical or shamans or on facebook or linkedin you'll find me I'm, I'm on the i'm a good first page google search
0: good awesome wonderful thank you so much thank you for today's conversation Renee.
1: thank you what a delight
0: thank you so much this concludes today's conversation with mother earth brought to you by grounded press The next episode is going to be very peaceful Mm -hmm. as I will truly be going home
1: with you.